And uh, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here you hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. While I lured you in today with the promise of tick and chigger attacks, while I admit that thing didn't really get out of hand, I spent most of my time this past week in the West Plains, Missouri Civic Center. While that promise was overrated, the fun I had at the conference was not. Um, as you can imagine, the only reason I'd be doing a show like this is because of a giddy love of audio theater. And the National Audio Theater Festival that just ran uh, June 23rd to the 30th is one of the few opportunities where people like us can uh, congregate from across the country, get together, talk about this art form that we love so much, and uh, do a little bit of it, too. The festival consists of workshops, roundtables, and plenty of social occasions, uh, some of which uh, will not be repeated on the radio. But the real star of the show was a live presentation presented by, to a studio audience, uh, excuse me, a theater audience in 6.1 surround sound, this that has a uh, speaker at the top of the theater, uh, so you have all kinds of directions that sounds going around for you. It's beamed out also via the radio, streamed online, and it was recorded uh, plain, non-EQ'd for later preparation as a CD to take home. This is a whopping two and a half hours of audio entertainment that was completely pre-produced in rehearsed and uh, put together during the five or so days of the conference. Well, the scripts were written in advance. Uh, we didn't know who would be in them or who would be doing the technical parts of what. So it was really uh, all came together in about half of the entire conference's length. So as you can imagine, it was a completely enormous production requiring dozens of technical people, actors, musicians, and sound effects artists, of which I was one. And let me tell you, if you've never had the opportunity to gut a coconut and rummage through local thrift stores and rig bells to doors and attempt to make an authentic store door sound, well, you might not appreciate the art and craft of sound effects creation and how great it is to hear the rich soundscapes we do in all the different movies, uh, audio drama, obviously, and uh, other radio presentations that we hear. Uh, as you can also imagine, I met a lot of really awesome people, including NPR and CBS techies, legends like Tom Lopez of ZBS, uh, writers, directors, producers, and lots and lots of voice professionals. Uh, not everyone who is anyone attended the conference, though from what I hear, everybody who is anything in audio theater has been to the conference at one time or another. And I'm talking about the likes of David Osmond, Yuri Rosovsky, Norwin Corwin here. Wow. Uh, quite a time, quite the place to meet people if you are interested in this art form, and I'm so glad that I went. Also had the uh, really awesome opportunity to roll around in the grass with thousands of dollars of gear while a helicopter landed nearby, took off, and flew around in a bunch of circles. It uh, sounds uh, something like this. And to make things better, we got to record all of this sound, audition the best of it, and send our favorite samples to Randy Tom, the lead sound designer at Skywalker Sound, and the man behind the sound of The Incredibles, Castaway, and Apocalypse Now, uh, among many more, and as a guy who has recorded a couple helicopters in his day. And the winning sound, by the way, to put all the technophiles to shame, is a $50 Belkin mic attached to an iPod. So all of us uh, broke audio addicts can breathe a little bit of fresh air about our equipment at least. <sighs> now, uh, before I ramble on too long, I do want to actually get to a show today, uh, produced by Lucas Keppel out of Michigan, um, Central Audio Theater. He's one of the budding young producers I met at the conference, who I hope to feature more of and uh, talk uh, too soon. Uh, he was a great guy. I uh, really loved meeting him, and I think you'll enjoy his thoughts about radio drama as someone who has a pretty fresh, young perspective and has a really great group going out there uh, where he's based out of. This one is called Havencroft's Secret. Hope you enjoy. WMHW-FM presents Havencroft's Secret, a production of Central Audio Theatre. Havencroft's Secret is scripted by Michael Giorgio, directed by Ben Rutnick, produced by Lucas Keppel, and heard by you. Check out the podcast online. Just search for Central Audio Theatre.
should go back to that last town, Paul. This rain's really coming down. It's more than an hour to go back there now, Di. And it'll be just as dark and rainy as here. Let's just keep on going. We're bound to hit another town soon. I hope so. I'm exhausted. Why don't you take a quick nap? I'll wake you up when I find a motel. I'll be okay. Paul, do you think we're doing the right thing up and leaving the city like this? Of course we are. Di, we've got to face facts. Old man Jeffries was never going to promote me when there were so many of us qualified. And the competition at the travel agency was too much for you. You said so yourself. I know, but... Di, if we were ever going to make a change, now is the time. Besides, if we ever wanted to start a family, is the city really where you'd want our children to grow up? Of course not. Trust me, things will look better when the storm clears. I suppose. Why don't you get the map out of the glove compartment and maybe we can figure out where we are. Sure. Paul, slow down. There's a sign up ahead. Maybe we're finally coming to a town. Can you read it? Barely. Well, what's it say? The Havencroft Merchants Association welcomes you to Havencroft, the nation's best kept secret. <laughs> secret is right. I don't even remember seeing it on the map. Well, the Merchants Association needs to repaint their sign. I couldn't even read all of it with this rain. Nope, not on the map. Do you suppose it's big enough to even have a motel? Of course it does, Di. How else could the Havencroft Merchants Association expect us to feel welcome in their best-kept secret? Hopefully the town will be nicer than that sign. Drive on, my good man. With luck, sleep awaits us shortly. place than I would have expected to find in a small town. You never know what you're going to find, I guess. Guess not. <sighs> All this driving takes more out of a person than I thought. I'm beat. Well, then maybe we should stop sitting out here and go on inside. At least the rain has stopped. Thank goodness for that. You don't suppose the hotel's all full, do you? I doubt it. There's not another car in the lot. Well, this is a cute little place. It looks like the Havencroft Merchants Association knows how to make their guests comfortable. That's right, young lady. We strive to make everyone comfortable here at the Havencroft Inn. I'm Frank Clendenin, the owner. Nice to meet you, Mr. Clendenin. Please, call me Frank. Folks in Havencroft don't stand on formality. Okay, Frank. And we're the Jennings, Paul and Diane. Do you have any rooms available for the night, Frank? Sure do. How long are you folks looking to stay for? Just the night. Uh, we've got to be moving on in the morning. I see. What brings you to Havencroft? We're a little off the beaten path. We're just passing through. We're looking for a new place to live. We... we need to make a change. If you're not in a rush, maybe you could stay in Havencroft for a little while. Give us a chance. Wonderful place to live, especially if you have a family. Well, it's just us. For now. 
Well, you won't find a better place to start a family than in Havencroft, and that's a fact. We're exploring a lot of options. But we'll consider your suggestion, Frank. After all, we have to live somewhere. That's the spirit. Here's your key to your room. It's number seven, just down that way. Thanks. We'll be serving breakfast in the morning from six till ten. See you then. Thank you. Good night. Good night, folks. Like city people. What's their names? Paul and Diane Jennings. What were they like? She's nice enough. He's a little cautious. Typical city people. Think they're going to stay? Can't tell yet. Said they're looking for a change, though. Well, we could sure use some new people around here. They got here, didn't they? That's a start. We'll just have to see if they want to stay. folks. Enjoy. Thank you, Mrs. Clendenin. Now, now. Thank you, Elsie. That's better. Enjoy. Just holler if you need anything else. Seems like a nice woman. Everyone here seems nice. Too nice. And too eager for us to stay. You're just too suspicious, Paul. It's just small-town hospitality and curiosity, I guess. They probably don't get much of a chance to make a newcomer feel welcome. Well, we're not newcomers yet. Well, of course not. I just meant... Morning, folks. Good morning. Morning. I'm Jim Rawlings, mayor of Havencroft. Saw you two standing over there and asked Clendon and Anon about you. He said you were figuring out maybe staying here in Havencroft. We don't know what we're going to do. Yet. Well, why don't you look the town over and see if we can't charm you into staying. We like to welcome newcomers to Havencroft. It's a great little town. Thank you, Mr. Rawlings. I might even be able to help you find work if you decide to stay. What's your line of work, Mr. Jennings? I'm an architect. An architect, eh? Well, a town can always use a good architect. My old firm didn't seem to need me. Well, Ben Schuyler is the only one we've got, and he's getting up there in years. Doesn't work as fast as he used to. I'm a travel agent, or at least I'm trying to be. Well, Mrs. Jennings, I'll level with you. Folks here in Havencroft just don't want to leave the place. It's that good a town to live in. <laughs> you sure are a salesman for the Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Rawlings. Merchants Association, we call it here, Mrs. Jennings. And yes, I am. Well, thank you for taking the time for us. We'll certainly think it over. No trouble at all. Remember, Havencroft is more than a small town. It's a state of mind. Listen, I'll let you two get back to your breakfast now, and hopefully I'll see you around town. <laughs> Friendly sort of politician, would you say? Yeah, and we're not even registered voters here. So, what do you think? Should we look around Havencroft? Give it a chance? Why not? I mean, it's not like we're headed anywhere special. After all, Havencroft's more than a small town. It's a state of mind. This town is wonderful. It's like the perfect small town. Look at this street. Main Street, of course. Of course. And all the businesses seem busy. Well, it is a Saturday morning. People have time on their hands. Still, it seems like they'd be headed for the nearest mall. Maybe the good people of Havencroft prefer the simpler things. I guess. Look at this park. Not a blade of grass out of place. Not a bit of graffiti. 
And a statue of somebody looking all stern and serious. Who do you suppose it is? Inscription says Ezekiel Havencroft. Town father, it says. And a bandstand. When was the last time you saw one of those? All that's missing is two old men playing checkers. <laughs> You're too cynical. I'm telling you, Di, if Norman Rockwell was alive today, this is the town he'd be working in. Still, they have done a great job of preserving the town square. Leave it to an architect to overlook the charm of the town in favor of the architecture. And leave it to a travel agent to overlook the architecture in favor of the charm. Mr. and Mrs. Jennings, it's a pleasure to meet up with you folks again. I was just talking about you with Ben Schuyler here. Ben Schuyler, you're the uh, architect Mr. Rawlings was telling me about. That's right, son. And you're the young man that Jim here tells me is going to take my place. Now, now, Ben, I never said that. I only said that the Jennings were looking the town over. And you didn't lead us astray, Mr. Rawlings. Havencroft is a charming town. So, are you considering staying here? It's a thought, but we really haven't discussed it yet. Well, let me know if you folks do decide to stay. I'm looking to sell my business outright and would give you a great deal. Why are you looking to sell, Mr. Schuyler? Because I'm 74 years old, that's why. And I'm old and I'm tired. Why not just retire? Retire? Why, folks around here would never hear of it. People would just come bother me at home. I'm the only architect in Havencroft, you know. Uh, until now, that is. Couldn't people just go to another architect in another town? Not a chance, Mr. Jennings. People in Havencroft know Ben's work and trust him. They couldn't turn to an outsider who doesn't know the town. But I'm an outsider. Nonsense. If you buy Ben's office, folks will trust you just like they trust Ben. If you decide to stay, that is. I'd give you a square deal on the business. I'm just looking to relax. Well, I'd like some time to think it over and discuss it with my wife, of course. I say it's up to you, Paul. I'm willing, and I know you want your own office. Havencroft is a wonderful place. I've learned it's best for a man to listen to his wife, Mr. Jennings. You don't have anything to lose. Are you sure, Di? I'm sure, Paul. And besides, I can tell it's what you want to. Okay, Mr. Schuyler. We'll discuss it. Whenever you say, Mr. Jennings. I'm not in any rush. Splendid. Let me be the first to welcome you to Havencroft, Mr. and Mrs. Jennings. That's the idea I had for the addition of the house. Is it practical? I think so. But it may be weeks before I can get to it. I've got a backlog of work here to keep me busy. Unlike this side of the office, I opened my travel agency over a month ago and have yet to have my first customer. People just need time to find you, Di. After all, this has been exclusively an architectural office for years. Still, you would think somebody would have wanted to go somewhere by now. Well, it's summer, Mrs. Jennings. People are spending their free time with their families in town. Enjoying Havencroft and all its charms. Just let me know when you can get to my addition, Mr. Jennings. Mrs. Rawlings and I aren't in any rush. Good afternoon, folks. Enjoying Havencroft and all its charms. Surely at some point someone must need to leave this wonderful town for some reason. A wedding, a funeral, maybe a vacation in a place a little more lively. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this the same woman who just a short month ago was extolling the virtues of Havencroft? Just frustrating, Paul. 
You sit over there swamped with work, and I do nothing all day but read. Now, Diane, what kind of pioneer woman are you? Look at that statue of old Ezekiel Havencroft out there in the park. You think he would have let a little slow business get him down? He wouldn't have given up, and he'd be disappointed in you for giving up. What would he care? He's as dead as my business. Ty, don't worry. It takes time to get a new business going. Then why are you so busy? Because this isn't a new business. Ben Schuyler had a thriving office and worked at a pace best described as casual. That's why I'm so busy. But my business will level off soon, probably just as yours starts to pick up. Yeah, right. You know what you need, Di? A customer? Besides that. What? A picnic. A picnic? Summer sun getting to you, perhaps? I'm serious, Di. When we lived in the city and it started to get to be too much, a picnic in the country always helped. But, Paul, you're too busy. I don't want to hear it. Ben Schuyler let things go for months at a time. Surely I can let him go for one afternoon. Still, I... We've lived in Havencroft for over a month now and haven't gone more than a few blocks from the center of the town. But with the housework and all, we need to get away. Spend some time together. Paul, it's almost noon. It's a little late to go home, get food, and get things together, and get going. I'll make a deal with you, then. What kind of a deal? If the next person that walks through the door will help us put together a proper picnic, then we go. If not, I'll help you finish painting the basement when we get home. You're crazy. <laughs> I mean it. I just have a feeling we're going to go on a picnic. There was a little look of mischief in old Ezekiel's eye this morning when we went past him. Now you're taking betting tips from statues? I still say you're crazy, but you're on. Good afternoon, Elsie. Is that a picnic basket I see under your arm? Ezekiel, I do believe you've helped to make a sucker out of me. You say something to me, Diane? No, Elsie, to Ezekiel Havencroft. Ezekiel Havencroft? Mrs. Jennings, Ezekiel Havencroft's been dead for over a hundred years. I know, Elsie, just being silly, I suppose. Well, a little silliness never hurt nobody, I suppose. Paul, I brought the things you asked for. Will you be needing anything else? Did you remember one of your special apple pies? Of course I did. Wouldn't be a proper picnic without one. Then thank you, Elsie. I'm sure everything's going to be perfect. I hope so. There's nothing like a picnic to lift one's spirits. I don't know how Paul got you to go along with this little conspiracy, Mrs. Clint. <laughs> Elsie, but thank you. Oh, sure. Anytime. You folks have a good time. I figured we'd go out west of town, find a little place along oh, the river, and... Paul, uh, may I make a suggestion? Sure. Uh, you'd be better off going east. You can find plenty of lovely places out there between the orchards. Frank and I used to go out there quite often before we were married. I'm sure it's nice out there, but I really wanted a picnic near the river. Well, the same river that heads out west heads east, too. Plus, out west you'd have to go by the factories... Not the most romantic setting, if you get my meaning. Why, Elsie Clendon, and you romantic, you. We older folks still have some sparks left in us. Trust me, head east. Go to Shepherd's Field. Plenty of privacy. That sounds wonderful. Thank you, Elsie. Good. You'll enjoy it. And you won't have to go far. Stop by the cafe if I forgot anything.
I've got to admit it, Paul. Even though you tricked me into this, this was a great idea. The person who thought of it is a genius, if I do say so myself. It's just what I needed. Hopefully we'll find a good place soon. I'm beginning to think Elsie's a little crazy. Other than that one little field back there, there's been nothing but trees. Well, we'll just have to keep looking. After all, Ezekiel Havencroft wouldn't have given up, would he? Oh, <laughs> sure, sure. Throw my own words back at me. I'm sure the perfect spot is just around this next bend. Oh, great. This would have to happen out here in the middle of nowhere. Try starting it again. Okay, here it goes. I guess we should get out and take a look at it. No. We came out here to have a picnic, and a picnic we will have. Let's just push the car to the side of the road, and we'll walk up a little ways and have our picnic. Set in the true spirit of Ezekiel Havencroft. Let's go. Maybe they won't go far enough out of town, and it won't matter none. But what if they do? I tried to head them off. I hinted that Shepherd's Field would be the best place for their picnic. Frank, Elsie, listen to me. The Jennings have been in town for about a month or so, right? Right. It's inevitable that they'll find out sometime. They may as well know now. After all, we're all agreed they fit in nicely here. Well, Mr. Jennings has, anyhow. Mrs. Jennings is still worried about her business. That's natural enough. But she does like the town, and that's what matters. The important thing is that you kept them from heading out west. They don't need to know anything about that until later. Sure was nice of Elsie to pack everything in his basket. Makes it easier to carry. You won't have to carry it far. It looks like there's a clearing just around the bend. Oh. Die, honey, are you okay? I'll... I'll be all right. What made you fall like that? I, I don't know. It was like I just walked into an invisible wall. <laughs> you walked into an invisible wall. <laughs> Look, Di, it might not be feminine and ladylike to fall like that, but to blame an invisible wall... Paul Jennings, I'm serious. But Di, an invisible wall. If you don't believe me, you try it. This is silly. I mean it. You see if you get more than a few steps. Okay, okay. I'll humor you. See, I told you. It's like there's a barrier right there. What do you suppose it is? I don't know. Some sort of natural phenomenon, I guess. But if this is here, and presumably the people in Havencroft know about it, why would Elsie send us out this way? Hmm, maybe she's never been out this far. Diane, Havencroft is a small town. Surely one person from town has come this way in the past hundred years or so. But if Elsie suggested we come this way, she couldn't have known about this. Either that, or there's something out west of town that they don't want us to know about. Let's see if we can get the car started again. We've got to go out west. Come on in, Ben. How's the life of the retiree? Oh, I can't complain much, Jim, but that won't keep me from complaining, of course. <laughs> Your replacement seems to be doing well. Going to work on that addition of mine that you put off doing for me. That replacement of mine nearly killed me a little bit ago. What? 
I was walking home from the drugstore when he and Mrs. Jennings went racing down Main Street like a bat out of hell. Impossible. They headed to Shepherd's Field for a picnic. Are you sure it was them? As sure as I'm standing in your doorway, went flying by like they had the devil himself on their tail, not more than an hour ago. <sighs> then they must know. How's that? They know. They went out farther than Shepherd's Field. Which way were they headed? West. We'd better stop them before they get... Not a chance. I'm sure they're there by now. I wish we could have prepared them, though. There doesn't seem to be anything sinister out here, Paul. Same trees, same river, same everything as the east side of town. Except that we haven't hit an invisible wall. Look, Paul, up ahead. A house. A house out here in the middle of nowhere. Who do you suppose lives way out here? Who cares? We gotta figure out what's going on. Paul, the name on the mailbox says Havencroft. I thought that there weren't any Havencrofts left. So did I. I wonder if this is what we're not supposed to know about. Diane, we've got to find out if there's anybody in that house. Are you Mrs. Havencroft? It's Miss Havencroft. Come on in. If you found me, then you'll be needing some answers. Please, call me Miss Dorothy. Everyone who visits me calls me Dorothy. You are Paul and Diane Jennings, are you not? How did you... Please, dear, don't interrupt. I know all about you. About your architectural office, Paul. And I'm sure you've figured out by now why you have no business at your travel agency, Diane. Why? You mean you haven't found out about the secret yet? You mean that strange force on the east side of town? That strange force, as you call it, makes a circle around the town. It's what keeps the people of Havencroft in Havencroft. But wouldn't it keep people out of Havencroft as well? I mean... How could we get into town if we can't get out of it? Only certain people can get into Havencroft, Mr. Jennings. People who are frustrated by the outside world. People looking for a change in their lives. It's a combination of the physical world and the mindset of the individual that grants them access to Havencroft. Havencroft is more than just a small town. It's a state of mind. Pardon me, dear? Nothing. I was just remembering something that Mayor Rawlings said when we first got into town. Is there any way out of town? There is an opening in the barrier that surrounds the town. Do you know where it is? Yes, I do. Then why do you stay? I mean, why haven't you used the opening yourself? When I was a child, I was an adventurous sort. Curious about the rest of the world that I only saw in movies or heard about on the radio. My parents explained to me that we were different in Havencroft, special, and that I should be grateful to live in such a perfect town. Grateful? Well, as I grew up, I came to resent not being able to leave. Now, of course, I accept that as a Havencroft, I have to stay. It isn't so bad here. So, you're perfectly content to stay here? Yes, perfectly content now. Tell us, please, what do we have to do? It's simple, really. 
There's a path just up the road on the right. Take it and you'll be back on the road you started on. What keeps others from finding out about this? No one ever comes out this way. Most people in town are happy with Havencroft and have no desire to leave. There are a few folks who know about it, but they don't use it. Who knows about it? The members of the Merchants Association, for one. The association really runs the town, you know. Thank you, Miss Dorothy, for everything. You're welcome. Now be on your way. I know the trail will take you where you belong. we're safe yet? I don't know. I hope so. We've been driving quite a ways. I still can't believe any of that was real. Neither can I. But it had to be. Didn't it? I think so. I wish we could have gone back for our things. We have nothing now. Nothing but our freedom. That's true. At least we're free again. And that horrible nightmare is over. There's a sign up ahead. Let's see what it says. The Havencroft Merchants Association welcomes you to Havencroft. The nation's best-kept secret. Dorothy Havencroft Association President. You just heard Central Audio Theater's production of Havencroft's Secret, an audio play by Michael Giorgio. Heard in the cast were... Annie Beningo as Paul Jennings. Ashley Wood as Diane Jennings. Chaz Leetard as Frank Clendenin. Krista Smulligan as Elsie Clendenin. Nick Page as Jim Rawlings. Amy Hollis as Dorothy Havencroft. Bruce Kilmer as Ben Schuyler. The Foley director was Jonathan Mann. If you missed any part of the program, you can download the podcast from your podcast directory of choice. Havencroft's Secret was directed by Ben Rudnick and produced by Lucas Keppel for WMHW-FM. And again, Havencroft's Secret there was produced by Central Audio Theatre, and you can experience more of their work by checking out uh, Central Audio Theatre on the iTunes Store. And if you want to hear more about my particular uh, adventures at the National Audio Theater Festival, I documented it pretty heavily at the blog, www.radiodramarevival.com. And, of course, you can also go there to hear all the past episodes of the show. Uh, submit your inquiries. If there's uh, stuff you'd like to hear on the show, fred at radiodramarevival.com, or just go to the contact form on that website. Also looking for new content. If you are a producer and have some works that are about 30 minutes in length, I'd love to audition it, see what I think, and uh, hopefully have you on the show. I have a great uh, schedule coming up for the fall and uh, winter seasons, and uh, you know, with half an hour a week, it does get uh, fill up pretty quickly, but I do hope to feature as diverse and original a group of people as possible, and I hope I have uh, filled your needs so far by doing that. Uh, next week, we continue that trend. I will be revisiting the work of Jeffrey Adams, this time with Imagination X in an episode called Family Radio. This is wildly, wildly different than anything you heard with uh, Icebox Radio Theater. Uh, Imagination X uh, t- twists the imagination to kind of Twilight Zone-esque, um, a little bit of science fiction surreality. It's just really wonderful, uh, a little more up my alley. Um, 
little more uh, mind-bending, I guess, which I happen to like a lot, and I hope you will too. So uh, till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week.